Welcome to 10 Minute Tech Comp. This is Ryan Weber from the University of Alabama in Huntsville, and today I'm interviewing Jonathan Saunders, a technical writer at Uber, who's going to tell us about how he got into technical communication and what his work life is like. Welcome to the podcast, Jonathan. We really appreciate you joining us today and talking about your work with Uber. I guess what I'd like to know first is just kind of how you got started in technical communication. Yeah, well, well, I guess it started back in high school. You know, I wanted to be a writer and, you know, I just started researching different careers you could have as a writer and I stumbled into technical writing and it looked like it looked interesting. When I went to college, I started taking a bunch of English writing and courses and uh, started doing a couple internships while in college, which ended up being very helpful. Working with different tech writers and stuff like that while even in college was was uh, very enlightening and very helpful to jump starting a career in uh, technical writing. Mm-hmm. Great. So that's interesting. You know, not a lot of people start their interest in tech writing that young, you know, to identify <laughs> it in high school or something they're interested in. Once you graduated, how did your career develop after that? Yeah, yeah. I, one of the internships I had while in college uh, turned into more of a longer term job. It was really nice working there. And I worked with some very smart and talented people that really helped explain, you know, work going through classes and stuff like that. You know, it, it doesn't really prepare you for working with a, a company or something like that, you know, working with different people and, and getting their perspectives on on how to how to write. Uh, it's a different type of writing. You're not writing, you know, analytically like you do in English classes. You're writing more concisely and working with technical information, and technical people, and, and doing different interview interviews with um, these people and and trying to structure that content is. Is, is unique. And so, yeah, I, start, I started doing that. And I, I worked at, I guess it was Sony Network Entertainment for a little bit. And then okay. I, um, I moved around from there to, to different jobs. Yeah. And I ultimately bounced around and ended up in uh, San Francisco working for Uber here. And it's an interesting place here at Uber. A lot of engineers and we're growing very rapidly. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a fun place to be. <laughs> Terrific. Great. So now that you're at Uber, what is your day-to-day work as a technical communicator? What does it involve? It's interesting and it's changing a lot uh, from, mm-hmm. from time to time, but primarily we're dealing a lot with internal engineer work. And so we deal a lot with the internal services and infrastructure and things like that and kind of communicating that information and trying to write all that stuff down for people. But we're also taking on different initiatives as a, as a team of writers working with, um, we have a, a engineering blog, eng.uber.com, where we kind of produce content about what our engineering org is doing for other engineers to, so they could kind of understand what's going on here. And then we also have oh, an open source site, uber.github.io, and we put um, engineering content and documentation around that. And then there's also a developer.uber site that allows other developers to kind of leverage our API and SDKs so they could leverage some of the things that Uber is doing for their for their apps that they're working on. I guess the primary audience generally tends to be engineers, but with that you have different types of, of engineers. You know, you have inter- front-end engineers, back-end engineers, you have like, internal versus external engineers, so it's there's a variety of audiences in, on that front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's interesting. You know, I think we often forget about the internal technical communication that companies need to produce, you know, that's for people within the company. What kinds of relationships do you have with subject matter experts? How do you, what strategies do you find are effective for working with the subject matter experts that you work with? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It it varies between the person. Sometimes some people are better suited for, you know, online communication. Other people, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're not as responsive. So you have to kind of maybe schedule meetings with them or interface with them or just, you know, talk to them in the break room and try to track them down that way. Well, just sort of person by person, you have to figure out the best communication strategy for tracking them down. Is that right? Yeah. In general, what would you say are the skills that are most important for doing your job well? 
writing and being an effective communicator helps. And, and you know, writing differs in, from like analytical writing that you perform in English classes. It's, it's more succinct, more direct. And being able to grasp technical concepts helps. You don't necessarily need to know programming, but it, it, it can help. But understanding the concepts around it, like what object when programming is, or maybe how networking works and uh, things like that can, can help on a day-to-day basis. And then visual design skills too uh, helps out. Being able to take large quantities of information and then laying it out in a way that could be easily scannable because engineers may not have time to you know read everything. They want to just sort through it all and, and sift through it all very quickly. So all those skills kind of help in a job with technical writing. Yeah, great. And what kind of a team are you on? Are you on a cross-functional team? Are you on a team of tech writers? Or who do you work with most directly on a day-to-day basis? We are a little pocket of writers, and we're all relatively new. We're about five, but we're, and we all have different types of projects we work on, but we all work very closely. And, you know, we review our own content and, and yeah, try to make everything kind of consistent. You know, our team is growing uh, very rapidly. Um, and, you know, we always are looking for new engineers. We're hiring right now. And any skill set, too, from uh, entry level to senior level. We're part of the information platform, which kind of consists of technical writers and things like that. But then we also are a part of an engineering org that kind of deals with, we call it education, which is educating our engineers. So education. So it's mm. like a little... <laughs> it's cute. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's, um, they also deal with certain developer tools to kind of get our services running. And then also our kind of automation and testing tools that we do from an internal perspective as well. That kind of team is what we're on as, as writers. Great, great. So your audience is largely different types of internal engineers, correct, um, for your documents. What kind of strategies do you use to understand what your audience needs? What has been surprising is that with all these different engineers, there's a, a lot of engineers working with different types of programming languages. So mm-hmm. it's when, we're not just Android or Objective-C programmers. Being able to work with their kind of documentation, because there's so many engineers, there's over a few thousand of them, and we're mm-hmm. trying to support as many of them as we can. And so we work a lot with Markdown. And so trying to produce that information so other developers could kind of get the ball rolling on the documentation, then we kind of take it over and start authoring that content that way. Or maybe we'll start the ball rolling on on a project and and give them the content so they could start working with it. So that's kind of been an interesting challenge because, you know, you might have a Python developer that could produce a Markdown files with but they're using a different tool to produce that information. And then you got another developer that's doing stuff with a Go language, which is a different type of programming language, mm-hmm. and they have to produce documentation about their code. So it's interesting to try to figure out how to document certain aspects for for different languages, which has been a bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, I can imagine. And then lastly, you're newer and younger in the field, so I think you have a good perspective on kind of what's up and coming. What are some of the most notable trends in technical communication, kind of looking forward three, five years? What kinds of trends do you see on the horizon? Well, I think uh, data has a huge impact on the technical community as a whole. Mm-hmm. You could see this a lot, like even the New York Times, they're producing kind of a lot in something called data journalism. And so they have a whole slew of information that they're producing. Even with academic research, there's data is playing a huge, mm-hmm. huge part. There's a Institute of Health Metrics and Evaluations is a research organization that's kind of producing a lot of data on mortality rates for different countries, and they produce visualizations around that. And then mm-hmm. companies like Uber and are producing data too. So being able to work with data instead of just laying out information in, in like a, a table mm-hmm. of information, you know, using maybe a, a graph or a visual representation, using something like a D3 
language that that could kind of leverage data into a useful and visual chart and then you know somehow incorporating that with documentation is a different way of communicating information than than just throwing it out in a table or something like that. So mm-hmm. so I think working with data and trying to integrate data and technical communications is something that is a trend that's happening or will happen in the next few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. I see that too. And I think it's it's an important skill for technical communicators to have in their skill set, you know, and it goes back to sort of that visualization and, and design elements that you talked about earlier as a skill for your job. Great. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you talking with us today. Um, Good luck at Uber and in your career. And thanks for spending some time with us today. Yeah, thank you. It was great talking to you today. (laughs) Great.